daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Hello, and welcome to the first uh, Magic Tricks, or not Magic Tricks, I don't even know my own website, iTricks Magic Weekend Review <laughs> for 2015. This is Michael Lauk here, sitting behind the microphone, and we are kicking off 2015 in style. You know, last year we talked to the IBM president uh, at the time, Bill Evans. This year, we're going to talk to the IBM president, uh, and and we're up in the ante. We're bringing you the SAM president as well, so we have... Both sitting right here, Sean Farquhar and Ice McDonald. Gentlemen, how are you? Great, Michael. And you? Doing excellent, Michael. I- I'm cold, but uh, other than that, you know, things are okay. It's January. What can you expect? Winter is coming. Win- winter showed up over the weekend for us. Well, snow got very close to us. It was in like maybe a uh, 15-minute drive from where we are. Ice came up from Los Angeles here to Vancouver to stay at Chateau Farquhar, and we had this big uh, magic convention one-day thing yesterday at Jam, and uh, people were driving in with snow on their cars, and we were like, oh, we were so close. Oh, like yeah. Less than 20 minutes away, it's winter, but we're, we're still in the uh, just wet and miserable phase. Well, well, I'm in St. Louis, where you guys were this summer, and yeah. it, is, it is markedly less nice now than it was 4th of July, which was the nicest 4th of July, I think, in the entire... 40-plus years I've lived in St. Louis. I can say I've been to St. Louis on the 4th of July for another IBM convention, like in like 92 or 93, something like that, and it was so hot. I actually saved J.B. Bobo's life that day. On the way to the convention, I was in um SUV with my buddy uh, David Charvet and my wife, and we saw this older gentleman just collapse on the street, and we pulled over, and as we turned him over to help him, he had a IBM – uh, badge on, you know, for attending the convention. I was right. like, get in the car. He was uh, dehydrating uh, heat. Uh, so we, we put him in the car, got him some water, freshened him all up. And he was like, I just about died out there. I said, my name's Sean. What's yours? He says, I'm JB Bobo. I said, like a Bobo coin book? He said, yeah. I said, I thought you were dead. He said, I almost was. <laughs> uh, nothing a, people like to hear like, I thought you were dead. Yeah, nothing. The very first time I ever performed at 4F, I remember walking out in front of the audience and looked at the front row and it had, you know, Alex Elmsley and Herb Zero and all these guys were all staring back at me, Pat Page, and the only words that came out of my mouth were, wow, I thought most of you guys were dead. <laughs> ah, make make the audience in- love you from the get-go. That's <laughs> friends at that moment. Yeah. All right, well, so I mentioned you guys were in St. Louis. You guys are like uh... – the the newest double act in magic. <laughs> wow, that's, well, that's good. Yeah, we like that. that. Well, every, every every time you turn around, there you are. You're you're there together. You're 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 dressing alike. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what have you guys accomplished so far? You feel as far as uh, this in your ten years in bringing the IBM and Sam kind of together to make uh, magic stronger for everyone. Well, first of all, I, I, I want to say it is uh, the SAM. A lot of people say SAM, but it's the SAM. And um, it started right at the convention, as you noticed. Sean and I have been been uh, cousins, brothers, friends forever. And so, you know, we just brought that into the convention. And the whole time you saw this, the unity that we have, um, you know, just kind of bleed over into the convention. 
you know, it was almost turning the blue of uh, the IBM and the red of SAM into purple. We like purple. Purple's a good color. Yes. Are, are there are there places where where the two groups don't get along that you're aware of? I mean, I, I have to say in St. Louis, as far as I know, half the time they meet together. Yeah, well, you know, that's been my experience is that there are there are more uh, clubs uh, that have no problem with it, um, but there are select little pockets or members who are definitely you know on the blue side or definitely on the red side, and they're fanatical about it, and it's like they really need to get over it. You know, the Hatfields and the McCoys, you know, they they have no really, really good reason to be upset at the other, but just because of their namesake, they tend, yeah, they they, tend to be upset. I, I don't I don't understand. We're all magicians. Uh, I'm, I formed the uh, first uh, SAM assembly in British Columbia in my province, and I'm the dean of it, uh, and a life member of the SAM. And people go, oh, how can you be that and be the president of the IBM? And I'm like... Why not? Why can't I belong to all of these? And there are a few people. And when I ask them why they're upset, they don't have an answer. They did. Well, I'm just I'm. Well, it's not like, you know, a political party where, you know, you have fundamental issues that you just, just don't agree with. There is none of that. It's both do the same thing. They have community, fraternity for magic. Uh, they share ideas. They they go out and they try to make magic better for the public. They uh, they have uh, charity support programs in case magicians are uh, ill. Uh, they all have the same thing. They both publish magazines. They both have local clubs. So you can't – there isn't a valid reason to dislike one. You just like one or the other or you like them both. Like Or like one just a little bit more. You know, it was interesting um, – I've had individuals who are really just totally red ask me, you know, they tell me, how dare you even, you know, unify with with Sean? And I'm going like, well, you don't understand. We've been friends forever before we even decided to get be a part of this. So, you know, um, what we're trying to do, even this yesterday, yep. you know, I'm up here doing a, a an um, uh, IBM jam with the uh, IB, IBMers. And it was wonderful. It was what actually this uh, Society of American Magicians and the International Brotherhood of Magicians should look like. We did a full one day um, <clears throat> day of magic where we started at noon, ended at what nine o'clock at yeah. night. Uh, had eighty magicians uh, attend, and it was uh, lectures, free sharing sessions. Uh, uh, a guy just wrote a book, so he talked about the book. Uh, we just jammed uh, and had a show at the end where three or four guys got up and did a whole show, and it was free. Uh, if you were an IBM member, you just attended this thing, and we called it a jam just about magic. And, and everybody said, well, "You got the president of the SAM coming." He said, "Yeah, well, he's an Order of Merlin member of the IBM too. Over twenty-five years, he's been a member of it." And it's not our titles as much as our love of magic that brought us all together. And we just had a heck of a great day. Uh, I was blown away twice. Two people came up to show me tricks. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got this new thing uh, Stephen Bargatze taught me called I Hate Card Tricks. And nice. I just kept going around blowing away magicians with it going, hey, want to see a card trick? And then looking at them as they were completely shattered at the they end. They were hurt. Yeah, they were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun day. Sometimes I think – you know, I've I've mentioned on the show. I've been pretty vocal about it. Actually, that I'm not a convention guy. It's it just gets to be too. And I went to the Unified this year partially because 
is five miles from my house. You can't you can't avoid it at that point. Five miles from your house. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll go. But but I mean, it, to me, it's it, so many conventions are just like, man, by the third day, second day, even I'm just like, you know what, I'm kind of done. <laughs> so uh, so I, I wish there were more of those one day things. I love that kind of a deal. It's like this is what I'm going to do today. It's going to be. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I, you know, is, is you think there's going to be a trend towards that? Well, Mike, you know, this this was cool. I, I believe it, it should go that way. What I was impressed about this whole um, uh, IBM jam was the fact it was a, you know, when you go to a convention and, and people are in the lobby jamming, it was a, a day of people in the lobby jamming. It was like, okay, when are we going to start the lectures? Okay, when the lecture starts. You know, so it was awesome. Exactly. What was the schedule? We, we don't have a schedule. This is like, this this idea one day was designed to be that stuff that's in between the convention. You know, when you go to the convention and you got to go to that lecture at this time, go see the contest at this time, you got to go see the show at this time. We didn't have that. It's all that stuff in between. Because that's what Ice and I love at a convention is the hanging out time in between the yeah, events. That's part. It is. So we made a whole day of it. The whole day was like that because we started off with everybody just hanging. And if you were to walk in the door, all you will see is the whole uh, people showing other people effects like you would see at a convention in the bar or in the in the lobby. And then we were like, OK, um, let's start the lecture. Um, there's no specific time. Took everybody and, some time to calm yeah, down, calmed sit down. down. So it was it was one of those things. And I believe that if we look at doing it that way. We would make a bigger uh, impression on the magic world and and a big dent into it because it's, it's about the hang. I go to conventions sometimes. Yes, I'm hired as a performer, but sometimes I just hang in the lobby just because I'm getting to see a lot of good magic just hanging out. So many conventions, they have a very formulated structure, and and it's good because the older guys they want to have you know the schedule, know when they're getting up, when they're going to go to eat. They gotta you know actually schedule that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm a magic addict. Ice magic addict. We do magic anytime, and eating is the secondary thing. Right. Sleeping <laughs> is what sleep. Yes. That's the Jay Marshall line. They said, uh, uh, it's a three-day uh, magic convention. Why would I book a hotel room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, it, it's about – for me, I, I'll watch it all day. I know you said you burn out. I don't burn out. I just – I love to see magic, but I'll switch it up. And maybe I don't want to watch card magic all day. Maybe I want to talk theory. Maybe I want to talk the business of magic and how to get books so that I you know, don't eat rice pudding for the rest of my life. Uh, but but there's so many subjects and, and magic so diverse from mentalism to comedy to kids that I can find a new topic to keep me fresh and not bored when I go to a convention. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the reason I burn out is because of the structure and because of, um, like, people expecting you to be places in the morning, which, I mean, uh, you know, people don't know when we're, we're doing this interview. It's it's 3 o'clock where I am. I just got up. And, and frankly, I got up early to talk to you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Me too. You know, so so I, I think that because my favorite convention I ever went to, which actually is the first time I ever saw this guy who calls himself Ice – was uh the old Appleton, Wisconsin used to have a thing. They might still have the street festival called Houdini Days. Yes, I remember those. My and, goodness. And those were great. I mean it was like it was like a hundred bucks for magicians and they had like little mini lectures, but really it was kind of an add on to the fact that Appleton was throwing this big Houdini party and having a street magic festival and having a big show and somebody just came along and said, Hey, you know, we're gonna 
we're going to say, hey, magicians, if you want to come hang out, come hang out too, basically. And it was great. Loved that. Oh, that was a great time. And it was it was the closest thing to a, a hang, a giant hang. You know, uh, it started, it had some structure, but it was pretty much, we're going to start in a few minutes, you know, that type of thing. So. That sounds like I missed a good thing. Oh, it, it, it was a good thing. Um, and, and unfortunately, I, I believe it ended because the organizer got in a really bad car accident yeah. after. Yeah, he was, broke, uh, he was in a car accident taking some of the acts back to oh. the airport. Over yeah. yeah, sad. Yeah. But but it was it was one of those things where where everybody did an hour lecture, you know. And like I said, it was like a hundred bucks. You know, you just kind of showed up, and and there really weren't dealers tables. But and I remember I remember seeing Ice talk. But what I remember even more is Ice holding court at a Jimmy John's. There you go. <laughs> that's the hang right there. Yeah, no, just talking what... with guys, and it's like you know. One in the morning, and everybody's hanging out at Jimmy John's, and you know, and, and he's talking to guys and, and 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 changing ideas, and you know, Jeff McBride's running around. And it was just like that. That was one of the best things ever. And then you go to uh, so many other conventions, and partially the other reason I hate conventions is I used to work in a comic book store, and I used to have to do comic book conventions, and I love comic books, but man, do I hate comic book conventions. Really, <laughs> my first Comic Con this year, and uh, uh, I think that. It would open the eyes to the world of magic because I paid $75 a day for three days to attend this thing with my daughter. And then to get an autograph from Crowley, the king of hell, it cost 75 bucks and $75 to take his photo and 125 for Ron Perlman to sign a photograph. And I was like, seriously, these oh. guys got it. It was unbelievably expensive. The just it was wow. Everything hotel rooms were jacked up four times the price that they normally are in the area. Uh, uh, everything they they gouged us in every direction. I was like, wow, magic conventions are so affordable in comparison. In, in comparison, yeah. Fun. And and it's even worse if you're working the, those comic book conventions. Believe it or not, there had to be two thousand people. Uh, I was at the Emerald City one. Uh, yeah, there's where knowing magicians is good. I was standing in a line with my daughter, who's a giant fan of Supernatural, to meet the King of Hell and the guy named Bobby, the two characters. And as I'm standing in the line, I Instagrammed a picture saying, I'm standing in this line to give somebody I don't know $150 so my daughter can have a photograph and a signature. And a text comes through, and it's Glenn Farrington, another magician, going, get out of the line and wave your arms. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get sucked into but i got a little line i waved my arms and this actor got up from where he was walked all the way down to meet me and said is this hannah and i'm like what he goes your friends at glenn's really nice to meet you let's take a picture together and they said wow he treated us like we were vips well you know hundreds of people in this line just stared at us and he goes well i got to go back and talk to the fans i'm like yeah we got to go stand in line for bobby oh you're gonna meet bobby one second he phones Bobby. Bobby comes over and talks to Hannah. And he goes, well, you have a great day. And he says, Glenn says the best things about you. Like, you're a great magician. I'm like, yeah, thanks. It was like, <laughs> I'm going, I love my job. Yeah. I love magic communities. They're so good. It was just bizarre. It, it, it is. It's two, two of the, the, the strongest communities I've, I've met I've, uh, are uh, magic, which I'm involved with, and uh, martial arts. I, I've taught Kung Fu for Longer than I care to admit, and and those are two things that I found. I have found as long as you can, magic is even better because you don't even have to speak the language <laughs> to be like, boom, this is 
and they'll go, oh, you know, but but martial arts, you find there's any town you go to, there's a karate school, a judo club, something. And uh, both communities are, are, are tend to be just so supportive of, of you if they find it, you know, you're in from out of town. It's it's a great thing. I said I found as we travel, we could probably stay anywhere for a night because there's someone who will take you up just because you're a magician. Right. And, you know, it's funny because um, and, and especially now, especially now we call in and go, you know, I'm, I'm new. I'm new in your city and I'm Ice McDonald. Oh, Ice. Um, Mr. President, you, where, Mr. Lustrous, yeah, here where you go. Where you stay? Yeah. You know, and, and of course, Sean, you know, he, he's, he's probably invited to the world. You know. I, I'm kind of stoked. I was standing in a – in. China, and I can't even tell you the name of the city. It was a small little city, and it was uh, Sylvester the Jester and I. We were doing a tour over there, and we came into the city the day before, went to this little shopping center where nothing is in English. I mean, we're small, talking a small city in China. And while we're walking around, this guy starts following us for a few minutes, and then you see him. He takes a picture of us with his iPhone, and we're like, okay, something's up. And I decide I'll just confront, and I said, hello. And, of course, you know, he doesn't speak English. He just smiles at me. And then he turns his iPhone back on. He starts flipping through, and he brings up my website to show me a picture. He goes, you! And I'm like, yes, that's me. And he just smiles, and he starts flipping through, and he starts showing me pictures of him doing magic on his iPhone. (laughs) I was like, wow. We went and had dinner, spoke no words to each other, showed pictures to each other. We laughed. Danny Sylvester's going, that's just the most bizarre thing in the world that, you know, not a word was spoken. We still had like a three-hour conversation. Ah, man. (laughs) I love China and I love magic in China. It, it is one of the best. But I speak Chinese. You you really should learn. Do you really? I, I speak Mandarin. Well, because of Kung Fu. Uh, it was suggested to me at the point of an elbow by my instructor years ago, and I learned Chinese. Wow. <laughs> I, I've got the word she she and, 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 uh, and what else do I have? Um, I have Piao uh, Liang. That's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Like, oh, and Ni Hao Ma. Hello. Okay, I got three words in Chinese. Oh, an egg full young. Yeah, that, that probably got you real far in China. <laughs> yeah, that one is an automatic translator thing right there. Uh, no Chinese. I wish I did. It's so hard. The letter O has five sounds to it. Well, I, I, every every syllable in Mandarin has, yeah, five five sounds. And Cantonese is even worse, believe it or not. Bizarre. But like I said, when it's that or your instructor just beats the crap out of you, you go, hey, you know, I, th- I think I will take those Chinese classes in college. Hey, you know, we should consider that in the mentorship programs for magic. Yeah. You know, violence. Yeah. Learn the double lifter. We'll break your little finger. That's See if you can do a piggy break then. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there are, there are a lot of magicians I find who are also very active in the martial arts, you know. Yep. I know there's been a lot of guys who, like myself who at a point you have to make a choice. You have to say, you know, am I going to be more of a performer or am I going to, you know, um, like I used to train MMA guys. And it's like, you know, I, I might have a black eye tomorrow. I might break my hand again for the hundredth time. You know, you have to – I've known a lot of guys who made that choice. I've known a lot of magicians. Uh, you know, Michael Paul is, is a guy. He, he, he's, he, fights, he, he fights Muay Thai, you know. It's like there's no, <laughs> there's no easy road to to balance that sometimes. Wow, that one that one hurt. Yeah. yeah, I met a number of magicians who are guys that are MMA and uh, the Ultimate Fighters. A friend Kim Carlton, who's a magician, and he was one of those original Ultimate Fighter guys back when they actually fought in the cage and they picked the location and it was secret and you had to get to the warehouse and everything. And 
And you're like, wow, that, that, that stuff's amazing. I knew card tricks. How about you, Ice? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm good. Yeah. I, I have actually fought in illegal tournaments. I, it's been long enough that I can, I think I can admit that now. Um, cause it, MMA was illegal here yep. and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's good to know though. It's good to know that, that if, if the heckler gets to you, you have, you have one more trick up there, your sleeve. They're not expecting. It's up your sleeve, dude. Bam. And you're down. <laughs> one, one quick elbow, right? You can silence that person really quick. Wow, that could be a whole new talk at you know uh, one of the magic conventions on how to deal with hecklers. Definitely, the deadly blow to the nose. Just come up with a card effect and tag him with your elbow. You're good. Well, look back there years ago. There was the guy who had the karate coin. Uh, was that Roy Johnson? No, it was um, oh mine. Yeah, there's karate coin, karate card, tons of martial arts things. The I remember years and years ago, Jonathan Pendragon on a magic cruise, uh, kicking a deck of cards with his foot and. Uh, capturing the chosen card between his big toe and little toe, you know, snapping it up. Uh, yeah, you can mix the magic and the martial arts together. Well, you know, what, well, guy- you know I, I used to. I used to do a uh, uh, kind of the, the the version of a snake oil salesman in ancient China was where these guys who would sell these like magic martial arts liniments. And I used to do an act in Chinese based on that for like uh, – uh, college, you know, my college and it, program and things like that, where it was it was half real, you know, martial arts stunts, breaking things, hitting myself with it, and then half kind of uh, street magic stunt, you know, bull. And uh, it, it was it was a it was a very very fun act that I that I had to devise actually because I was too hurt to do a martial arts demonstration one year. Uh, it's funny when you think about that. I was thinking about how many. Performers and martial arts or or other arts forms are developed into the magic. I remember two years ago uh, at the, the IBM has this thing uh, like the youth conference before the convention, uh, the Lance Burton Teen Seminar, and uh, this young teenager came into the room and uh, I introduced him. I said, and "This is Jeff McBride," and he looked at him and said, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's Jeff McBride." And he says, "You're Jeff McBride?" And Jeff was like, "Yes," and he goes, "I thought you were Chinese." I guess he'd never seen him without the makeup. He'd only seen the act, you know, with the rings and, and the kabuki style and everything. And it was like, for him, he just assumed that Jeff was Asian in some way. And I was like, wow, that shows a lot of influence at the time. And the the act that that guy got to see was totally based on that feel. And so he believed him to be that way. Well, yeah, he did, he did the face changing too, which is, you know, a, a yeah. very Chinese thing. But believe it or not, we are we are well over halfway through the show. So let's take a quick break, and uh, everybody sit tight. We'll be back with the presidents of the free magic world yeah. right after this. iTricks.com. Hello, this is Michael again with my little friend Paco. Paco, can you speak? Speak, boy. Come on, speak. Speak. Okay. The one time I want the Chihuahua to bark, he's not actually going to bark. But uh, I'm going to assure you that Paco wishes to join me in urging everyone out there to support your local no-kill animal shelter. Paco has been a part of our family for eight or nine years now. And um, despite the eight or nine years of otherwise constant barking, he's, uh, he's, he's been a real important part of the family. And we love the little guy. And there's lots of little guys out there that need your love who haven't done anything wrong except for being born to irresponsible pet owners. So 
No matter where you live, I guarantee there is a no-kill animal shelter in your area and that they need your help. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have inclination, if you're looking for a great charity, support your local no-kill animal shelter. Thanks. And Paco thanks you too. And we are back. Uh, thanks for not changing the podcast dial on us. Um, we, we have been talking with the presidents of the SAM. I won't make that mistake again. And the IBM. Kenrick Ice McDonald and Sean Fraquar. Uh Guys. Somebody just got a, a message. Uh, guys, was 2014 the best year in Magic ever? Or was it just my imagination? It, I don't know. I think it was a, an amazing year. I don't think it was the best year ever. But it was an awesome year. I mean, tons of stuff, especially the Illusionist franchise. I mean, that took off. Matt DeFranco being, uh, you know, the AGT guy was awesome. It would have been even more awesome if Darcy Oaks had won the BGT as he should have. But that's okay. I mean, there was a lot of magic out there. I don't know it was the best year ever. Well, you know, magic, uh, as you know, Michael, goes through cycles. And it seemed like uh, sometimes there's a law in, in magic, and then when it comes back up, it's coming up with a with a vengeance. It's yeah, really strong, yeah. and then everybody go, "Wow, that's the best year because it was at a law." Uh, you would uh, a few years back, you would notice that it was kind of at a, at a holding point, a plateau point, and now you're seeing Magic uh, Penn and Teller. You're seeing you're seeing all these guys having specials and magicians, you know, running up through the ranks, and not to mention, you know, um, two two dear friends being at the top of each organization this year. That's so pretty cool. Yeah. So as of right now, it is on. I think it's on that upswing, but I think it's going to be getting better. Actually, magic's on fire again. Yeah, I think so. But see, we're old. I can remember 15 years ago when you could throw a quarter on the, the Vegas Strip and hit a magic show. Uh, everybody had a magic show. Anybody could work in Vegas. It was there. was just everywhere. And I was like, this is a heyday. And there was magic on TV every week that was that was good. And there was tons of live touring shows. So uh, it's like another golden era. It's It's picking up steam again. Uh, and there's so many. You look at the uh, out there in the world. There's uh, Constantino in Australia, Dynamo Darren Brown. Wow, he's on fire. Um, there are so many in other countries that are doing really well. Now, there's a guy uh, uh, in Malaysia, and he is just uh, David uh, Lai is doing amazing things, producing these shows at Genting Highland Resort. I think he's in his fifth year of Superstars of Magic in the world's largest casino. Uh, producing these shows it's yeah it's i mike miller produces a show in china it was uh 30 cities in 60 days and we did audiences of 2500 people a day it was like like awesome beyond belief um but yeah i think in 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 america it was a really good year for building magic meanwhile in canada nothing happened as normal <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we we won't get into the American Canadian relationship. <laughs> we love each other. We're in the we're in the we American are the American Canadian relationship right here. I look, you know, uh, Canada puts out some of the finest magicians in the world. No argument about it. Right from Di Vernon, you know, uh, Ross, uh, tons of them, uh, it, and even ones that are American who came up to Canada, like Larry Jennings and guys from England, like Ron Wilson. But in Canada, it's really hard to 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 stay in Canada and do it. 
uh, guy just asked me in an interview, they said, uh, so how many shows do you do a year in Canada? I said, well, you know, I'm on the road 280 days a year, and about 10 of those are in my country. <laughs> it's like... You know, and, and, and Canada, I think, sometimes, though, has this mystical uh, legend attached to it because you could get your arts foundations to actually give you grants as a magician like Doug Henning. And, oh, well, and you know, I, it's like I've heard that story repeated so many times. I was like, and I'm like, that was like 40 years ago. <laughs> exactly. He's the only one to have ever gotten a grant. Right. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I think there's one other guy who recently got one. But, but uh, they don't consider us an art form. Uh, ICE's organization well, yeah. just got the uh, – Dow Sanders put yeah, it together, yeah, right? Yeah, we just got um, sessions, um, senator sessions or representative sessions, I believe it is, uh, from Texas, actually. Um, we got a congressional letter uh, stating that magic is a, an art form now. And so that opens up a lot for everybody, North America and, and everyone, to uh, everyone in North America, even the um, – the, um, the other countries to uh, recognize magic as an art form, and so um, maybe we can all get grant money get anywhere. Grant money. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy is you would think it was as old as magic is that um, it would it would have already been considered an art form. But you know, jazz. Same thing with jazz. Jazz has been around and it just became an art form. So you know, I think uh, being able to get a grant now is going to be a lot easier in reference to to um, to magic. It was a good initiative the SAM put together that uh, pushed that forward. If it keeps going, I think other countries can go, well, look, if America recognizes it, then, you know, other places should recognize it too. Yeah, because that, that's one thing is, is uh, you know, we talked about you being in China and the Chinese love magic, but from what I understand, they do actually recognize it as as oh. a, a valid performance and, and have places to go and learn magic. They're, they're building an entire city that will be devoted totally to magic, magic manufacturing, magic education. You go to Korea, they have a university degree in magic. Uh, North America is the one place when you say magic and people think either you're a kid's performer or you're a street entertainer. That's pretty much it. Uh, when you go to Europe, they don't even refer to themselves as magicians. They're artists because, oh, you're one of the artists in the show. It's like, wow, what a level of respect. Right. Anywhere else in the world, uh, I think that magic is recognized as more an art form. And here, even our own magicians argue we're not an art form because we have blah, 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 and high-profile names. But, yes, not all magic is art. There's plenty of guys that buy four, four tricks online and go out and be a magician. And there are guys who don't even buy them online. They just learn them on YouTube or or reverse engineer it by seeing somebody else do it and then print a business card and they're a magician. Not all magic is art. Right. I got to be honest, though. I've been to craft fairs and seen people paint on a canvas and try to sell it, and it ain't art either. So, so, <laughs> so, so every art form has their – Perpetrators. Yeah. They're, they're uh, imitators. Not all artists are either. As somebody who went to art school, let me tell you that you you are, at least where I went, as a, as a painter and illustrator, beaten into you the difference between art and the artisan. <laughs> the artist and the artisan. And, uh, yeah, so so I, I think it, it, that's maybe one of the uh, the things is that is that some of the other arts do recognize that, you know, if you are uh, playing guitar in a wedding band, you're not Mozart. And exactly. if, if you are, you know, making uh, 
making uh, starving artists sale paintings. You are not Kandinsky, so. But, but what's great is that years from now, something can change, and all of a sudden you are Itzark Takai. You know, they're like, wow, look at what he did back then. That's revolutionary. It's just like, it just wasn't recognized in his time. It's like, really? So, so what we're doing now and what we, we embrace as art and what we shun could change with perception and time. And so I think that's what's great about magic. As long as you're doing it and people are enjoying it, you don't always have to be an artist. But it's nice that it can be recognized as an art form and that there are people out there doing it for the artistic integrity of it. Uh, I do magic because I have no other choice. I've tried other yeah. things. Uh, we're we're <laughs> unemployable at anything else. <laughs> we, we had this conversation yesterday. We're two men over 50 years of age who've never worked and don't intend to. And we're addicted. We're addicted to uh, magic. Right? And we have no employable skills. I think Sean's down to two pack of cards a day. <laughs> and if you cut ice, he bleeds magic. So. <laughs> well, that's not cut ice. That's not oh. ice. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> Does that make me old? That makes you old. That does. That does make you old. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm used to being the old guy on the show. Oh. At, at 42, I'm usually much older than the people on the podcast. We were having a conversation. Everybody was going, "Oh, magic clubs are the old guys." This one fellow called me. He says, "Well, I don't want to join the old boys club." And I said, "Old boys club?" I said, "If you look just at the executive of the guys coming in in the next few years in the oh. IBM, it's like Joe Turner and Oscar Munoz. These guys are." Coming up the line, David Corsaro, um, uh, uh, Ken Scott, they're not that old. They're not the image. But then I went, no, I'm only 50. And I'm like, oh, my heavens, I am I'm the old guys now. Yes. It's like, yes. We were, but we were the young guys. You know, we were in this game we, for like yeah, 30, 40 years, you know. So, you know, we didn't just jump out of a truck and grab a few magic props. So, you know, we've been doing this for a minute. If you want to feel old, because all these people say, you know, oh, you go to a magic thing and everybody's old. You go to a convention and they're old. That. That's a lie because they're only looking at one demographic and that's their myopic views of, of, of North America. Go to a magic convention anywhere else in the world. I, uh, Yo-Yo Lin is the president of the TMA, Taiwan Magic Association, and she invited me a few years ago to the TMA convention. Uh, and I walked in and there was uh, 300, maybe 400 magicians in the room. And uh, if you took any two of them, and added their ages, they were still younger than me. It was nobody was over the age of twenty-three in the room. Nobody. And it was like, wow. And, and they were brilliant. The level of skill was massive. There was a young magician uh, who opened uh, the show and was the MC. I uh, didn't speak much English at the time, uh, but we became friends. And uh, then a few years later, I saw him on TV, and he's Lu Chen, and he's you know massive imagine now going, hey, that's that kid from Taiwan. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, they just they yeah uh, magic everywhere else is it, yeah it's growing. Um, it's, the the magic is getting younger everywhere else. I went to Fizzle Asia in uh, uh, Korea in Incheon, Korea. Uh, boy, those guys know how to put on a magic convention. Probably in my top three magic conventions of my life, and definitely the gala shows were the best gala shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and they were from around the world. The first shows, although the magic career was unbelievable. But there was 1,200 people there, and I could count on my fingers and toes the amount of old people that were attending the convention. I know because we hung out together going, they, look at all these kids. And they're the ones that gave the kids the rides to the convention. That's right, yeah. It was uh, – yeah. It, uh, 
So maybe you're right. 2014 was pretty exceptional in magic. A lot of, a lot more invigoration, a lot of young people, a lot of magic on TV. Magic's looking hipper again. You, you know, Mike, it's interesting. Um, we're doing something at the SAM, and I implemented it called I Am SAM Next. And what it is is, you know, we have the SYM that brings magicians up to 16 to 17, but we lose that 18 to 30 uh, demographics because they go to college or they or they they leave, they're kicked out of the SYM when they're 18 and have nothing to bridge them to the other organizations. So I, I started a committee from 18 to 30. Uh, no one in that committee could be over 30, uh, you know. So they're telling us how to reach them. You know, a lot of times people won't join you if they don't see anyone that looks like them in your organization. So <clears throat> we're trying to bring these organizations. I know Sean is working on that. And myself is trying to make uh, the magic community younger. And so we can um, prepare for the next 20 years in our organizations. I think 80% of the people who listen to iTrix are, are way younger than me, uh, which is cool. And um, there's so many benefits to belonging to the magic organizations uh, just just for the mentorship program alone. But the, the networking, connectivity, the ability to go to a magic meeting and get real positive feedback, not negative feedback or some guy going, you, you suck, but to get real positive feedback in a safe, comfortable environment. Um, doing, I had an argument with a young man the other day because he's going, I've got bigger audience. I said, what? And he says, yeah. I said, I have a YouTube video. It's got 800,000 hits on it. I said, yeah, but one of those could be one person who hit the button 200 times over the last year to watch you because he's infatuated, whatever. I said, magic only happens when the spectator sees it. Until the moment there's an audience, there is no magic. It's just you making yourself happy <laughs> sitting in a room. Uh, if all you do is look at the computer and film it for that little camera on your laptop and then post it online, I don't think that's magic. Right, I right. think that's doing a trick, whatever. Magic is when you interact with somebody, you do the trick, and you see the reaction from the people, that visceral reaction, the, the, the moment where they go, whoa, uh, that's, that's magic. Magic happens only in the minds of the spectator, you nowhere know, else. The SAM and the IBM, you know – I, I believe they have probably have the best guidance in, in the mentoring um, department. So uh, as far as the young, you know, your listeners might be my might be even interested in, in, in the organization. Uh, but I, I wanted to clear some stuff up uh, in reference to the SAM and IBM. Um, we are definitely a an organization that is not <laughs> an old organization or want to be old. We want you to come on in. And, and be a part of this because there's so much benefits to uh, the magician uh, as far as coming in and, and, and showing your wares and getting accurate information in reference to how to handle yourself in the magic community. That's a key word, accurate, accurate information. information. And, and so, um, and, and people, I want to clear up also that, you know, most people think we're at odds. And I tell people all the time, yes, I'm the president of the Society of American Magicians. But I've been a member of the um, International Brotherhood of Magicians six months um, longer than the Society of American Magicians. And I always tell people that, you know, although I'm married to the Society of American Magicians, the IBM, uh, the International Brotherhood of Magicians, you know, is my mistress. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's no Hatfields and the McCoys. We all have yeah. a very common ground. 
We're looking to get magic out there, let people see magic, give magic a better face, better exposure, help magic in all different ways. Let me throw something out there, and I actually know the answer to this because I'll say I'm a Ring 2100 member, if, if for people who know what that means. But let's say you're in a town that doesn't doesn't have an SAM uh, assembly, doesn't seem to have an IBM ring. Is it still worth joining? Well, heck yes. Oh, yeah. oh my heavens, yes. First Just sell it, guys. First Ring 2100. It's an online magic ring. You've got a magic ring, a community online to share and to, 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 to learn stuff from. Both organizations have brilliant magazines. Sammy Smith online. produces the Linking Ring and uh, uh, Mike Close does the MUM. Both of them can online. be in print form or you can get them online. Read them on your tablet, your iPad. Uh, so you get this massive amount of information. Both of them have trick sections, a business sections. So the magazine alone – it, the magazine alone is worth the subscription. I love when you look at some of the other magazines out there. They say it's the uh, uh, number one selling independent magazine. It's like, yeah, but it's nowhere near. You know, you're putting out 4,000 issues and the Linking Ring puts out 14,000 yes. issues. It's like this. There's a huge difference. <laughs> Just the magazine alone. But there's tons of other things that come with it. The, the opportunity to attend the annual conventions is great. Uh, as a, a SAM member or an IBM member, they both have um, liability insurance programs. They're not the same programs, but they both offer liability programs because if you're a performing magician, you better have liability insurance because Lord knows some person's going to get a paper cut and sue you. Uh, so it's good to have that and to get those through that. Uh, IBM just instituted uh, a healthcare plan in the United States that's affordable uh, for magicians in America. I'm Canadian. We get free healthcare. But uh, in the States, the amount of new members we got in a single year was really amazing because we had one whole organization of magicians who had been independent join all together because together they were able to get a, an affordable healthcare plan. Uh, uh, those things are you know over and above. It, you don't have to belong to a ring uh, to get value from the organization. We have associates. Associate members are individuals who don't have a, 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 an, a um, an assembly, and and you guys have yeah, uh, basically the same thing. Associate, associate members. members, and so what happens is they, you know, a lot of them don't have time to attend members. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, many meetings. We have this um, uh, college college membership where. They, they they get together and between classes or between, you know, semesters or when they can get together between classes, they all email everyone and then they have their meeting or they talk cyberly, you know, on on, um, on Google Meet. So only, uh, belonging to a society, uh, uh, American Magicians Assembly or IBM Ring uh, is not a requirement. Matter Just fact, a bonus. Yeah, matter of fact. Look what we're doing here. We're we're talking to you, and 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 we're <laughs> you three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning where you are, and and it's what one of the here. So. One of the best things I think it adds for me when a guy comes up to me. You know, I'm working on Disney Cruise Lines, and the guy walks up and goes, "Hi, I'm a magician." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not sure what your definition is, but I'm I'm always friendly. Nice to meet you." If he comes up and goes, "Hi, I'm a member of the SAM. I'm a member of the IBM," I put a level above. Almost instantly in my head going, he's made a commitment to magic, and it adds value to it. So I'm going to be a little bit more responsive to him in the beginning. I know that may seem weird, but that's what I do. Um, two days ago, 
uh, Sri Lanka with technology. Sri Lanka just formed a new IBM ring, and uh, I set up my cameras in my studio, and I did a two-hour lecture, and they rented a, a hall and put up a projector, and they all sat there, and I did a lecture uh, through Google Hangout for the Sri Lanka magic ring, <laughs> and it, it was a blast. It was like... Uh, they uh, they got to ask questions. I got to teach. Uh, it was almost like a workshop in the end. And I'm like, so they wouldn't have had that if they weren't an IBM member. And and yesterday there was that guy who came. Uh, we had I think five or six rings attend yesterday. They came from uh, uh, Vancouver Island, but they came from Seattle, Washington. But one guy drove from Spokane. Spokane, Spokane is like five or six hour drive. So he drove five or six hours to get to the jam, stayed for the day, and then parked himself in a hotel for the night and was driving back the six hours the next day because he doesn't belong to a ring. He just, he's an IBM member. It was a free event for all IBM members. And he thought it's worth the drive to have an entire day for free. Why not? So just added benefits. You, you know, I think the important part of this thing is, is um, Sean and I are, are, are trying to figure out, you know, we're trying to go where everyone lives uh, in the, the value of the brick and mortar and the, the rings and the society is wonderful. But the, the, the um, going where the young people live is, oh, is, 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 the, is the Internet, it's the, it's the podcast, it's, it's the very thing that you're doing now. So we, we want to keep, keep our established rings and assembly going, but uh, ring 2100, uh, um, the e-assembly e, e that we're working on um, – is going to add value because we're going to actually be going to where the younger folks are living, and that's where they're living. Um, whether the people want to believe that or not, that's exactly where everyone's living. We also help magicians in trouble. Like yes. uh, Ice and I just traveled to Chicago to help a guy named Tavell Rose. Uh, Tavell's facing some serious health issues, and financially, you know, that's going to cost some money. So we both flew there at our own expenses and. Uh, basically, uh, Sandy Marshall produced an entire uh, day of magic uh, with a big evening gala show, raised thousands of dollars. Right. It was an auction, auction. all because, auction. you know, he's a good guy, but he's a member of our organization. So we want to help him. Paul Green, he's a member of the IBM and uh, facing some health issues. Uh, I sat down with four other IBM members and we produced a video on me teaching the classic force. And I put it as a download where all the funds directly go right into Paul Green's account. You can pay anywhere from a dollar to ten dollars. You pay what you want to to download the video. And it's been downloaded a thousand and some odd times at this point. And, and Paul's I have no idea what Paul's bank account looks like because the money goes directly to him. But I, I'm I'm assuming it's doing pretty good and that people are being generous. Even if it's only a dollar a piece, that's still a good chunk of change. Um, but I I know a lot of people have told me they paid the ten dollar uh, fee for it. But but that came to light because through the organization, I heard he wasn't well. He's a member. We should do something to help people like that. I hope that if I'm not well, someone will Somebody come to come my in. aid. Absolutely. You know, both organizations, the IBM and the SAM, um, have have funds for disasters. And when Katrina hit, you know, there was some funds, and we helped magicians replace some of their things, and and uh, also the. Um, you it's know, the Houdini Hoss, fund in SAM, Houdini, right? Yeah. And George they, Sindler and those guys, they, they give money uh, to any person who needs it for whatever reason. And it's, and, and it's not not a lot of red red tape. No. It, it's like you you need it because you are a member. Um, the IBM have, have funds. Um, and we have a different name for it. It's like something very vague. It's like the magicians in need support something. Yeah, we have a really clever name for it. 
It's like magician support fund. Yeah, that's what we call it. <laughs> the magician support fund. I'm the president. I should know that stuff. You should actually know that, right? So, Yeah, there's a lot of benefit to being a member. And over on the top of it, you learn new cool tricks. Absolutely. That's a good oh, thing. Yeah. Okay, well then, just, well, then Ice, how do people yes. find the SAM? They go to Magic Sam. I know I'm using Sam, but it's ah! www.magicsam.com. And, and and you will get all the history of SAM, um, and you will get you know it it'll show you how to become a member, show you the benefits, um, and just peruse the whole website. It has a whole lot of things that would would um, I think you all you all would enjoy. Yeah, it's a cool website. It used to have my picture on the face of it, it with David did. Copperfield, yeah. and, and then they took it off this year. Why did they take it off this year? Yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was on there. It was cool. And if you want to go to the IBM, it's magician.org, O-R-G, magician.org. I like that one. Yeah. It's just because Magic Sam was already taken. (laughs) Well, there you go. Now, one other question because we're running over. But one other question for each of you you guys. President Ice, let's say I just want to find out more about you. Where do I go? Well, you can uh, go to www.icestormentertainmentgroup.com. Dot com. That's a nice looking site. Oh, it's a really nice site, and and you can go to Ice Storm EG uh, hashtag Ice Storm EG for my Twitter account. And and if you haven't seen it, people, this guy has one of my favorite promotional stills in Magic, and it's him sitting on a throne of ice. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yes, <laughs> you want to talk about the Game of Thrones? It's oh, Ice Storm. There you go. And now, President Sean, people want to find out more about you. Where do we go? Well, you know, I had a website that said SeanFarquhar.com, but nobody could spell Sean or Farquhar, so I, somebody gave me uh, a website, and I've been using it ever since. It's MagicChampion.com, but only one C, M-A-G-I-C-H-A-M-P-I-O-N.com, because apparently you have to pay by the consonant, and it was just way too much to pay for both Cs. <laughs> That's being clever a lot of times. MagicChampion.com, and on uh, Facebook at Sean Farquhar, you can find me at uh, hashtag MagicChampion for Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm I'm everywhere. Uh, yeah, just Google Sean yeah. Farquhar. Just Google us. Google us. That's it. Google. That just sounds like yeah. MagicChampion.com. There's uh, plenty of stuff. It's uh, it, the, the site's uh, going uh, undergoing a change in the next six months because I'm bored and and I like to build websites. It's fun. All right. Well, well, thank you guys both for being uh, here on the iTrix Magic Week in Review for kicking off 2015 with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, anybody have a last word? I hope your year is super great, Michael. 2015 should be awesome. Uh, I, I always visit iTricks, and I really appreciate you showing you know interest in talking to us. And I hope you continue this tradition of talking to the presidents at the start of the year. It's a real cool idea. You know, it started with Bill Evans last year, and, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to, to keep it up with with both groups, even if the uh, the the various presidents aren't annoyingly close to each other. And I have any last words from you? <laughs> Is it annoying or what? Tell it gets sad. Yes. Well, I like to say, as far as magic is concerned, everyone out there, keep the faith. That's all I have to say. You always have the good things to say. Why is that? That, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, wasn't it? Awesome. All right. Well, all you iTricksters out there, thanks for listening. Um, Keep on listening in 2015. We're going to have a huge year. Last year, I promised 2014 was going to be good. This year, I'm saying 2015 is going to be better. Until the next podcast, 
Uh, keep up with everything going on in the world of magic at itrix.com. 